This is a recap episode of Umoya on African spirituality. The whole concept of the show is about reigniting and understanding African spirituality in the 21st century. We seek to walk this journey with young and elderly people alike where we become a nexus whereby Singabandu we can inquire together. We've identified people from different fields to talk about how spirituality feeds into their daily lives, be they musicians, healers, teachers, scientists, artists, and activists. In this 10-minute excerpt from episode 1, South Africa's poet laureate, philosopher, and author Ndade Monga Neserote discusses the age-old generation gap between the youth and elders when it comes to matters of politics. Speaking about his beloved grandmother, who was his greatest influence and a washerwoman during apartheid, he speaks of how they agreed on many things but disagreed on how to respond to daily experiences of racism. Spoken like a true philosopher, Ndadi Sorote doesn't easily hand over clear answers to us, but by sharing the wisdom of his grandmother, leaves us some homework when he asks, where does the magnanimity of his grandmother's generation come from? And of course, what is its role in the world today? To this wisdom of your grandmother and the wisdom of these grandmothers, that they lived with in the most brutal system, we imagined Tina Singabantua, what it was like, because we were not alive then. They experienced the, the most utter brutality of it all every day as washerwomen, as domestic workers, as gardeners, as miners, as uh, low-class people in, that, in those kinds of societies. And yet I remember one day we had a conversation, must have been about two years ago, where you told me that your grandmother said to you, um, or was it this grandmother that said this, who said that when we look at these people who are our aggressors, this race of people in this country, white people, we should not look at them as what they show us, but see them as our children. Is it her who said mm. this? Mm. Can you unpack what that, what that meant for you at the time? You know, uh I find that, that that deep understanding of things was extremely prevalent among our people. You know, at the present moment, I'm working on Mary Ruth's biography. Ruth Mampati. Ruth Mampati. Mampati, yeah. Mampati, sorry. Yeah. Now, I discovered this. Uh, First World War is fought for whatever reason. Some British soldiers are here in Freiburg. Middle of nowhere, really. Six of them. When the war ends, they say, we're not leaving, we're staying here. But they stay alone somewhere. The course is the chief there, says, no, come here. Here, anybody who stays here has a family, must have a family. So we're going to give you families and they allocated families to them. And they say, because we must know who you are and why you are who you are. You must know us and we must live together. You can't live separately. Hmm? Mm. So they allocate the families, which means what? Eventually they are going to be allocated wives, which means what? 
They're going to have children. They're going to stay. Now, Ruth comes from that line. Her grandfather is Scottish. And she, when you talk to, when I asked her about her mother, Sally, she would say to me, my mother was an absolutely white woman, even with long black hair, but she was anchored as a Botswana woman and she brought us up as Botswana woman. Now, please remember, uh, there is a point also where uh, whoever was white who remained here or who came as a missionary, when he met the Kosi, the Kosi would say, look here, take that piece of land and build a church or take, take that piece of land and build a, a, a school, integrating them, you know. So we must ask ourselves, where does this magnanimity come from? How? Where does, and why should we lose this magnanimity? It is needed so desperately in the world at the present moment, and the only place where it exists is here. I must not exaggerate, but maybe it, it, it exists in bulk here. You know, that's why people will always come here. Now, I'm saying, uh, it would seem, I mean, I don't know if there is, I, now we have translated, we've translated and said a human being is a human being. I don't know whether this originates in English. But I, I have a, I have a sense when I say it in any of the African language. I have the, the its depth, mm. you know, and I always want to remind myself I must never violate this. Mm. I must find a way, no matter what happened, I must find a way to to understand it every day deeply and find a way to exercise it, you know. Uh, at the same time, I understand. Uh, you must remember, you see, if you walk around here in Freedom Park and go to the first wall of names, you'll find the story of the Khoisan. And you can see how scanty the story is. Mm -hmm. You see, that's because somebody had taken a decision, we must obliterate these people. Mm. Yet, if you go to Kapode, you know, you'll find in Khoisan language, which we've translated into English, a dream is not a dream until it is a dream of the, the community. community. I mean, you know, uh, this is one of the oldest language. It is so advanced in conceptualization of uh, humanity. Hmm? I can't see how we discard or abandon that space. I can't see. I, I won't. It's painful sometimes to occupy that space. Mm. Very painful. But I always say, well, this is where I belong. I belong nowhere else, you know. Uh, uh, and hopefully, I don't know when, but hopefully one day, uh, 
It will emancipate the human race, hopefully. Hopefully, one day, we'll discover that, no. Like my grandmother, you have never shifted her there from that. I mean, I would come with this thing. This, I'm saying to you, she was a washerwoman. She went to this house, took the whole bale, should come it carrying it on her head, wash it with her hands, iron it, pack it, take it back to them. The children, the family, the whole family, take this thing back to them, go to another family. That's how she made her living. That's how she educated her children. And I can imagine how they treated her. But she never shifted. She never shifted. When I wrote this thing, I was swearing at white people. When I wrote this poem, What's the Black Shit? It broke her heart. It really, really sincerely broke her heart. She says, Wanaka, no, man. And I said, no, um, this is a fight between youth and elders, you see. <laughs> I said, you, can't, you are not, I've written all the poems that you said I must read. This one is mine. I make my, I put my signature. Signature, signature, signature. No, no, it's not your signature. Please, leave these other poems because you've done good. And I said, no, it's go, it goes in. And it went. Mm. And I came, I gave her the book, and the first thing that she checked was, is it there? And she found it. Her heart broke. And oh. she said, Holukile Manak. Um, so in that sense, I was extremely fortunate. I mean, look, I'm, I'm an elder man now, and I still remember her very passionately, you know, very, very passionately. I remember her. Um, but I think what, was, what, what, what we wanted to reach is the space where we are now, uh, magnanimity. Let's find it within us. And when I say that, I'm not saying one day don't carry a gun and fight. I'm not saying that. Hmm? I'm not saying that. But even as we do that, we're not going to lose this. You know, we'll do it precisely because we are magnanimous, you know? To listen to the longer, original episode of this conversation, visit kayafm.co.za forward slash umoya. Umoya on African Spirituality is a Kaya FM podcast created and produced by Milisu Tandopongela and Atambile Masola. Our team includes editors Pamandla Yende, KG Shabangu, executive producer Ngabagazi Manzi, and project manager Ridume Tempole. Our theme song is Tuli Mama by Tabang Dabane. Get in touch with us on umoya at kayafm.co.za for any questions, comments, or queries. Otherwise, follow Kaya FM on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Where mama wami, where mama wami, mama wami.